Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. It was nice to be able to have a couple of days to reflect and to have some Sabbath time to think about our fall programming this last week, so I thank you for that time. It was one of the first times I've been uh, away from a Sunday since Pastor Tanner decided to move with his wife up to Superior. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Rebecca, for filling in last week and for doing such a nice job with preaching. She did steal some of the texts. You, you did. <laughs> so we're not going to spend a lot of time on the gospel today because she spent a lot of time on it last week. This last week, I took my friend Sherry on a bike ride around Dakota County, and I saved Dakota County because from Hastings, we actually ended up in Rosemont in search for those bison that are out at the Spring Park Lake Reserve and the Forever Wild Dakota is what it's called. They, it was too hot. We didn't see them. They're all in the shade somewhere, I'm guessing. Uh, which reminded me to share with Sherry the statement that we make once a month to all who join us for worship. And I invite you to pray with me now. Creator, you made all people of every land, and it is our responsibility to give thanks and respect to those who first occupied this land that we are upon. At All Saints, we give thanks to the Wapakuta, Dakota, the first people of this land, we offer our respect to those ancestors who may be in, er, interred in this land and are thankful for the gifts of all the people of the land. And for these things, we all give thanks. Amen? Amen. As we rode, uh, Sherry was taking in a different part of the country that she's not as familiar with. She lives down in Stewartville, which is kind of bluff country down there. She was taking in the land, the birds, the Mississippi. There's this really unique algae that never freezes and is bright green along the second bridge as you're heading out towards the trailhead. And on the way back, there was this fawn that met us right in the middle of the path. But this still had all the white spots all over it. And it, it started doing this thing. And I, I couldn't figure out if it was like going to attack us or it wanted to dance. Um, I myself has have been out there a lot, so I was noticing the smells. Uh, when's the last time you slowed down enough to smell moss? It has a distinct smell to it. Uh, and then a fermenting sort of smell, like kombucha. You know, when it's brewing, not when you... Now when it's finished. It's like that smell that is on the sides of the path that, that held all that water with recent rains. There were bright, bright green colors, grape leaves, hanging vines, and cottonwood leaves that applauded as we passed by. I just loved the sound of cottonwood trees. And of course the birds. Eagles, hawks, yellow finches, herons, pelicans, and all the rest. In fact, uh, a couple of days ago, I got hit by a sparrow. <laughs> hit me in my shoulder. It was fine. 
What made this 35-mile ride so enjoyable, besides the company, obviously, was the pedal assist. The electric bike. <laughs> you see, you were thinking, wow, she is fit. She just did 30, she went to Rosemont, what the? Wow, what an awesome, strong pastor. No, I have an e-bike. <laughs> yes, I do. The electric bike has zero to five for pedal assist. My bike has those big, bulky tires. So if I put my bike on one pedal assist, it almost rides like a regular bike, more like one of those clunky uh, mountain bikes. Also, the bike, just to be clear, weighs 87 pounds. It's not a light bike. It is not something you're going to go to the Tour de France on. <laughs> the ride itself is not about the miles, nor is it really about the des destination. The ride is about being fully present in the nature that God has given to us to celebrate, to nurture, to care for, and also to ride with a friend who loves for free. So as I was reading the text from the last four weeks, I was thinking about the parables. Weed, seeds, wheat, bread, merchant, fisher, people. And I thought, these ordinary things, right, all of these different roles that people play, are really about discovery and growth. Yes, diverse socioeconomic settings, but that just sounds a bit boring, and it could be saved for a sermon focused on justice. But I digress. What struck me about Jesus' question, and he says it all the time throughout these parables, is, do you understand what I just said? And every time one of the people say, yes. yeah, and they don't. <laughs> we still don't. None of us do. But I love it, and I think it's hilarious because parables aren't meant to be black and white. Yes or no. They're supposed to break open a new way of thinking. A new way of looking at things. In this case, the kingdom of God. Which is why I'm not going to attempt to even explain one of those parables. For sure, not the merchant and definitely not the pearl. Neither makes sense to me. If you have any insight on said parables and you said yes and you actually knew, feel free to drop me a line. Do you understand that parable? No. The answer is no, people. <laughs> so let's set the gospel aside. Because the kingdom of God's grace is also really clear in Romans 8. And Aaron, you embodied that text. Thank you so much for the way you read that. Because really throughout that is our theme for this month, which is don't be afraid, my love is stronger, my love is stronger than your fear. Don't be afraid, my love is stronger, and I promise, promise to be always here. Nothing. Absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love for us because of the way that Jesus loves us. In case you didn't catch this, 
nothing, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love for us because the way Jesus loves us. Meanwhile, verse 26 of Roman 8 reads, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside us, helping us along. Now, I could stop there, and maybe some of you would say, well, that was a pretty okay sermon, Pastor Jules. I like that. That's cool. But wait. What if we thought about the Spirit of God, the paraclete, the one who is called alongside us, as a pedal assist. Now work with me, okay? The Holy Spirit is a pedal assist. Because when we go through difficult times or transitions, God doesn't go away. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing. We may be metaphorically flying down the hill, having the time of our life with zero assistance, or so we think, and all is well. But what goes down must also go up. And if you have ever ridden a one-speed bike up a 45-degree hill, it is likely that you have had to push-walk that puppy up the hill alongside the bike, be totally exhausted with your I-can-do-it-myself mentality. (laughs) But if it is true that the Holy Spirit is always with us, then it also must be true that we can ask and get some pedal assistance as we face the hills as well as the valleys. Do you see what I did there? All of life is hard, mountaintop and valley. And whether we are on rocky terrain or good soil or paved path or whatever, God is with us, God is with us. In us, and nothing, not anything, nothing can separate us from God's love. In fact, there will be times, and I bet there already has been times, where instead of asking for a little bit of pedal assist, we have ridden in the opposite direction from what we knew to be good and true when it comes to our spiritual life of serving. Can you think of anyone? Jonah? Peter, like when we deny what is good for us or we want to go a different direction to where God is calling us, even then, (laughs) even then God's Spirit is alongside us, assisting us, even when we cannot feel her or hear her, the Spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words to express. Nothing, 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 nothing. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. Nothing, living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing. In case you didn't get the theme word for today, it's absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus has embraced us. We are not alone. The Spirit, you see, comes alongside us even when it feels like we are alone. 
And God chases after us. This is the truth of our Lutheran theology. God chases after us like a parent running after a toddler who is getting a little bit close to danger. God picks us up just like a parent and holds us to their chest, into their bosom. We are gathered and reminds us again and again and again that we are so loved, truly, madly, and deeply loved that there can be absolutely no doubt. And then you know what happens. We peel off again and run like a toddler toward danger again and again and again. And God repeats this grace over and over and over. Nothing, not one thing, can separate us from God's love. It is okay to ask for help. It is okay to sigh. Let's do it corporately. I know this was a lot of work, wasn't it, David? It is okay to use pedal assist. Whatever that means for you. And for this we can all say, thanks be to God.